My titties are cold. Oh my god. We were t- hiding, so it's okay. Your titties are cold. Yeah. What the fuck, yo? <laughs> it happens. It'll okay. be okay. It, it it will be okay. I know. I promise. They're just gonna twitch. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. It's are we ready to do this? Are your tits warm enough that we can start the show? I mean, if you want to rub on them, you can. Okay, I'll rub on them real quick. Titty, titty. Okay, get them nice and warm. Squeeze, squeeze. Your hands are so fucking warm. I know. <laughs> they feel fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that feels, yeah, right there. Okay. Oh, yes. So good. Oh! Okay. <laughs> it's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory, too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that, too. It's the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another shit show here on the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink Podcast. I am your host, Pedro, alongside my beautiful co-host, Miss Tink. Hi. You got on like this <laughs> ne- fish netty, strappy fucking bodysuit that is super hot. I needed something with easy access. So I had to do like a, let's do something sexy, but also functional. <laughs> oh, it's, it's both. <laughs> I mean, like your nips are just like popping out through the little holes in the netting. They really are. I was trying to ta- like hide them back, but it, they're just hanging out. They want to say hi. Yeah. So like when we get to like an important part of the show, like an important topic that we want to make a video for like TikTok or something, we're going to have to like, I'll, I'll be like this cover. <laughs> we're going to do the, the arm bra. Yeah. Hold them, <laughs> hold them titties in. Yes. All right. So this is episode number 43. Yes, it is. It is the week after mother's day. Yep. Did you have a good Mother's Day? I did. It was very relaxing. And I don't really get to do that often. So, and I didn't have to cook, which was even better. Yeah, we got you some some Cracker Barrel oh delivered. It was fantastic. <laughs> it, it was delicious. I will say that. Um, I was a little under the weather, but. Yeah, you were under the weather. We still, you know, had a good Mother's Day. Yeah. We got to enjoy it. Um, and I hope all of our listeners that are mommies also enjoyed their special day. So, with that all said, we got a fun show. Um, I see you eyeing my beer up here. <laughs> I was, I'm wondering if you're going to drink it all or if you're going to leave some to slosh around. Oh, no, I'm going to drink it all. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to waste beer. Who said you couldn't drink it after? Well, with my luck, it would just fucking spill. <laughs> okay. And I don't feel like lapping it up off the chair, so. I mean, you could lap it off me. I mean, I would. Except it would not be on or in you. It would end up on the chair and then I'd have a mouthful of fucking fake fuzz or fur, whatever the fuck that chair is made out of. So I'm going to finish this beer before you put it in your vagina. So you gave it away. I am. I I know. Well, hey, we got to get people to listen to the whole fucking show. (laughs) I mean, I can't rely on my wonderful personality and they can't see your tits unless they go to our fansly page for the podcast. So this is true. The only so, thing yeah. that I have to keep them entertained is to let them know that you will be putting a beer bottle in your vagina. Yeah. I'm going to see what happens with it. Yeah. Well, we, we needed something new that was not normal. So yeah. Yeah. That that's not a sex toy is a fucking difficult 
segment to do. It really is because like you think of the main things that everybody's already used and then you kind of run out of things in your house that'll work. Yeah. So here we are just winging it. Yeah. Fucking winging it. But that's what sets us aside from all the other lifestyle shows out there because we will put beer bottles in your vagina <laughs> and curling irons and bananas and Parmesan cheese containers. <laughs> Oh, the list keeps getting longer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> shit. Eventually, we're going to run out of stuff to use. And we're going to need the listeners to, to tell us what they think that you should use. And then I have no control over it at that point. It's whatever they say. So you better... Well, uh, we definitely know that monster cans are not going to fit. Eh, well, you might have to try. I don't know. Hey, that's not going to fit. <laughs> you never know until you try. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right. So let's... Bouncing the swing in here. Sure. Uh, we got a good topic this week because I think it's something that everybody at some point will kind of go through in one way or another, like whether it's yeah. at a club, a hotel party, um, a house party. If you're anywhere at a swing event where there's playrooms, you'll run into this. So the topic this week is to close the door or keep it open. And if you're not familiar... When you go into a playroom, if you close the door, that means that you don't want any visitors. You don't want any, you know, people watching. Mm -hmm. You want that privacy yep. just between you and whoever else is in that room. But if you leave the door open or like at some clubs, they have like a curtain or like mm -hmm. a rope that you can put across. Mm -hmm. So people can watch from the outside, but they can't come in. Um, the question this week is what do you do if a person or a couple asks to join you and your partner or whoever you're playing with while you're in the room, but mm. you're not interested in playing with them? Then How do you handle that? Well, I guess you would just, you know, politely decline and, you know, right, let them. That's easier said than done for most people. Th this is true because you don't want to feel kind of guilty for, you know, saying no and being that person that said no. But at the same time, you also don't want to put yourself in a position where you're not comfortable and you feel like you potentially are leading somebody on that something could occur because you said, yeah, sure, you can join the room or, you know, try to take, you know, partake in whatever you already had going on in that room. Right. Like I feel for me personally, I don't mind people watching at all, you know, and if the doorway is kind of crowded, you know, I'll tell them like, yeah, come on in, but don't touch. Right. Just watch. Yeah. Like I'm okay with, with people wanting to come in and watch. I'm just not okay with them wanting to come in and join unless like I actually felt an attraction to them and I've already spoken to them and, you know, maybe wanted to play with them as well. Right. And I feel like for a lot of people, they don't want to be that person that, you know, hurts someone else's feelings because they, they're not interested. Mm -hmm. And this is a tough one for people because you're in that position and you have nowhere to go. Like, it's not like you can, you know, disappear and ghost them. And <laughs> right. Like you're technically cornered because you're in your own room playing right. and they come to the door, which is your only exit. So you can't get away from it. Yeah. And that's where you just have to use your big boy, you know, voice your big girl or boy voice, <laughs> let them know. Like, you know, I'm sorry, we're not interested, mm -hmm. but 
we don't mind if you watch. You know, that's a that's a good way of putting it. You know, if you're open to having them watch. Yeah, and, you know, and if you're not, just, I mean, if you're not open to having people watch. Then you should have closed the door. Then you should have shut the door. <laughs> um, but that's the polite thing to do, in my opinion, is just tell them, you know, I'm sorry we're not interested, but please feel free to stay and watch if you want. Yeah, I think that's a, a good plan for that. And then it doesn't make you seem like you're, you know, a bitch or an asshole. You know, you're just kind of like, hey, this is where I stand. Um and hope that, you know, they're okay with that. And for the most part, if you handle it, just like Pedro said, most of the time they would be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yes. We understand. But now here's where it gets tricky. Mm-hmm. So you've already told one couple no. Yeah. But now another couple comes in or another person uh-huh. and asks to join. <laughs> okay. And, and you're like, yeah, Come join. And then the first couple comes by and sees somebody else has joined you and then they get all butthurt. You know, how do you handle that? Because, you know, like obviously that kind of cements it for that first couple that you are not attracted to them. Like you're not interested in play. Mm -hmm. But I feel like tough shit. I mean, it's not my job to protect your feelings. That is one way to look at it. And I, I, I would have that internal struggle as well of feeling bad that like I told the first couple no but the second couple that came along I said yes to them like I would feel kind of bad towards the first couple but that's just because like I don't like to hurt feelings but at the same time I don't want to also lead anybody on to think the wrong thing just because I was feeling like I needed to be nice to them you know what I mean well the only way I'm gonna feel bad is if say that first couple or that first person like whether it's a single or a couple if I'm kind of friendly with them already, but I'm just oh. not interested in play. Like that's where I will feel a little bad, but okay. I'm, I'm not one to lead somebody on though to make it seem like, Oh yeah, one day we will play. Right. Like, no, you definitely don't do that. I can be very friendly, mm-hmm. e- even flirty, but I never cross that line of like, Oh yeah. Like one of these days I'm going to make this happen, make it happen. If I say I'm going to play with you, I'm going to play with you. Yeah. Like, so like I said, I tend to want to make everybody feel happy and whatnot. So I don't want anyone to kind of feel like they're not included or that I diss them or anything like that. But I I agree with you about if you feel like you're more friendly with them and said no, then yeah, I think that's where I would feel a little bit more towards that. Okay. I kind of feel bad. If they walked by and saw that I was, you know, playing with another couple or another single. Yes. And. Because I, I had like, you know, something built up with them, whether regardless of play or not. Right. And some people, you know, understand that. Like they understand that you have a platonic friendship, even though you're in the swing lifestyle together. Mm-hmm. Where others just assume if you're friendly with them, that means there's a sexual interest. Right. And for a lot of people, that is not the case. It's more so they like you as a person, but they don't want to have sex with you. And they're too afraid to say that. And the thing is, is that happens in vanilla life. Like you have friends that you are not ever going to have a thought of wanting to have any kind of sexual interactions with them. But then you have other friends that, of course, you know, in the vanilla sense, you're never going to play with them, but you want to and you've had those thoughts. But that's the same when it comes over into the swing. You're going to have some where, you know, you, you make it out as great friends, 
but it can't go really past that because of X, Y, or Z, you know, maybe you're just not hitting it off as far as like physical attraction, but you like talking and being able to share the aspect of being in the lifestyle together and having a friend that goes to the same party so you can hang out and stuff. Yes. And I, I, I feel like we've had this happen once or twice where we've had to turn people down that were friends. Yes, we have. Um, and it's not a good feeling, but at the same time, I would much rather turn them down than lead them on for months or years and, you know, have them in the back of their mind going, one day I'm going to get to play with them. Yeah. And I kind of feel like in those instances that we've had that happen, they've kind of, I guess, realized that it was platonic and that, you know, that hope for potential play, it, it's not there. So they allow the relationship to stay at friends and not keep hoping that there might be a chance. Right. Or we, we've had one or two that have pulled back. Yeah, know, we've had that too. And they're not as close of friends as they once were. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, because if you feel like you have to play with the people that you're close friends with, well, that's great if you find other people that feel like that. But we're not one of those people. You know, we can be your best friend and never play with you. Right. Or we can be your best friend and play all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just depends, you know, on the, the sexual attraction mm -hmm. and the chemistry between everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, like if there's a good mental connection, you know, and, and even that emotional connection of, you know, like not so much polyamory, but like you feel strongly for those other people. Mm -hmm. that helps you have that sexual attraction, in my opinion. Yeah. So when you have best friends like that, then, yeah, you're going to play a lot. But for the people that you don't have that aspect of the connection, like you don't have that emotional and, like, deep mental connection, mm -hmm. then play really probably isn't on the table, <laughs> at least not for people like us that no. have to have those two other things to play. Right. Yeah, so, it would definitely kind of... Uh, stop anything from actually developing more yeah so i mean that's kind of my thoughts on hurting people's feelings it's not something that i i look to do but at the same time i would much rather hurt somebody's feelings you know quickly than have it drag on for months or years and then look like a total douchebag when it finally comes out like yeah i i have never wanted to play with you yeah i mean it's kind of one of those things you kind of want to nip it in the bud and get it over with. But it's one of those things I think that in this lifestyle, you're going to have that happen because like we've talked about it many times on previous episodes, you're going to have people that you're attracted to and those people may not be attracted to you back. And it's kind of one of those things where you find what you're into and you go for that and your friends may not always line up with that. For sure. I mean, it's just one of those things you have to find your people. Mm -hmm. And in the club setting, you know, you may not always have your people around and you're going to have people approach you asking to play because that's what they're there for. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I just hope people on both sides of that equation don't get butt hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can't get mad at somebody for asking to play. Cause I've seen that. Yeah. Like on the groups, people will be like, Oh, like, can I can't believe, believe that they asked me. Yeah. Like, like, I can't believe that they asked us to play. And it's like, you had the door open. Right. That's literally what that means. 
is that you're <laughs> inviting people to either watch or join. Right. You know, and then I've had, you know, I've seen the people that have asked get butt hurt because they got turned down. Well, just because you asked doesn't mean you're going to you're gonna get to play. Yeah. And, and you kind of have to, you know, be prepared to receive that answer you're not looking for. So you very well could get the, okay, I'm going to have the balls to say, hey, I want to ask this couple to play, but you also have to be prepared for them to say no. And don't get upset about it. Yes, you cannot get upset when people turn you down. Rejection is a big part of this lifestyle. It is. Whether you want to admit it to yourself or not, it doesn't matter how attractive you are. Mm -mm. Somebody is going to turn you down. I mean, like we've said before, you could be a 10 but have a personality of a 2 and you would get turned down. And maybe it'll knock you down a peg or two. I mean, you've been turned down. I have. And most people would be like, who would turn Tink down? She's so hot, blah, blah, blah. But not everybody feels that way. Exactly. You may be you know, attend to me mm -hmm. and attend to, you know, 50 other guys. But, but those other 50 guys and girls may not feel the same. Exactly. You know, they're, here's the thing. They have their types, which again, find what you like and go for it. I'm tall. I'm not curvy. Uh, I don't have a big butt. So I have some things that are not what everybody's looking for. But then there are, there are people that like, like the skinny build. But I mean, myself... I like my certain girls too. I like girls that are my height, a little bit shorter. I like the curvy girls with nice booties, bigger booties than me, bigger thighs than me. Like I go for that. And that kind of throws people off too, because they're like, really? Like, that's what you go for? Like, yeah, but we're all having our own thing that we like. Exactly. And I just hope that if people listen to this, if they've been in this situation and they didn't know what to say, that mm -hmm. they can feel confident in telling people, you know, I'm sorry, we're not interested. Yeah. Please feel free to watch. Feel free to watch. And I got. You were going to say roll out. <laughs> yeah. My bad. But definitely stick to your guns when it comes to it. You know, don't let that, you know, how I said about kind of feeling bad. Don't let that kind of guilt trip you into allowing something to occur that you really don't want to have occur because that's not going to end well. Absolutely. So as much as it would it would hurt the other person potentially or make you feel like you hurt them or you're a bad person, just know that if you stick to your guns with it, it's actually going to be better off in the long run. And the next time, maybe those people, you know, they'll know ahead of time they're not going to ask. Or the next person that they come along, they'll ask, but also be prepared that they could be told no. Yes, absolutely. Good job. Good job. <laughs> I'm glad you got to talk a little more. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad that I can talk today versus yesterday. Oh, I know that was that was bad. I know. I mean, it was kind of nice, but at the same time, it was bad. You just didn't want to hear me talk. That's what it. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Hear this? He doesn't want to hear me talk. That's not true. <laughs> oh bullshit! <laughs> I just don't want to hear you like nagging me. I never nag. <laughs> no. Because usually when you do, I make you gag. <laughs> this is true. That's how we take care of that. Well, that was like this morning. <laughs> yes, this morning was fun. <laughs> Which, that's a perfect segue into our next topic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because we're going to skip polyamory this week. Mm -hmm. Because there's something very important that I think 
needs to be brought up. I think so. And that is men's health. I know it's starting to be talked about. Like you see it in, in some of the groups and everything. People are starting to, you know, ask questions and be like, Hey, is this normal? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Well, I had that same issue for the last couple of years. You know, I just started feeling fatigued all the time, didn't have any energy to do anything. I just went to work, came home, and basically went to bed. Um, and I fought with my primary care doctor for a year trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, you had lots of blood work done and nothing was really coming back with an answer. Right. So they finally figured out, well, I have high blood pressure. That was the first thing that they yeah. figured out. And... Which that can lead to that little bit of fatigue, right. but not to the severity of other symptoms you were having. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't say I had ED. No. But there was definitely lack of interest mm -hmm. in sex. Right. Like, you used to pretty much jump me all the time. Right. And there for a while, it was... I mean, like, we would still have sex, you know, like, once a day or once every other day. There just wasn't an urgency. But it was more, I was doing it for you, mm -hmm. not because I wanted it or needed it. Right. And that kind of took a toll on me, like mentally, because I was always like the hypersexual one. Yeah. I mean, when we first got together, I mean, yes, you were young. You were 22 yeah. and 23. So like you enjoyed fucking, mm -hmm. but I was the one that was like attacking you all the time. Right. And my hormone levels were just like, fuck yeah, because I was young and there was no kid involved. So we were just pretty much like freaking rabbits all the time. Yeah. And then I hit like, what, 36? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it just kind of like died. And yeah. it, it even got to the point where we were like having sex or like you were giving me head or something. And like I couldn't stay fully hard. Like it wouldn't go soft. Right. But, it, but would, it, it would definitely, it used to be like super rigid in my mouth and then it would just kind of soften, soften a, little, a little, bit. little bit. Yeah. And that was like a kick in the nuts to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Because at the time I was like 36, 37. I'm like, I'm way too young for this bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, if this is going to be, you know, like <laughs> the, the rest of my life, I'm like, like I'm I might out. as well just eat a bullet. Yeah. You were definitely not thrilled with your life at that point. Yeah. So... That's when I started going to the doctor. High blood pressure. Yeah, no shit. I live a very stressful life. Mm -hmm. have a stressful job. Um, you know, I was the main income in our family for the last Almost seven, seven years. years. So, yes, I'm always stressed out. Of course, that raises your cortisol levels, mm -hmm. which raises blood pressure and, you know, affects your hormones. It kills testosterone. Mm -hmm. And I told my doctor... From the very beginning, I'm like, I think I have low T, which if you don't know what that is, that's low testosterone. And I had done a bunch of research on it and all the symptoms I was having, you know, like every single one is on there. Mm -hmm. And he wanted me to do all this bullshit first. Yeah, he wanted you to increase your exercise. He wanted to do a sleep apnea test. And then he wanted you to just get more sleep in general. Yeah, and take all these pills and shit you know, for my blood pressure and my good cholesterol. So I did all that for about a year and it didn't really change much. No. Like the only thing I think changed was I didn't really, like once I was hard, I didn't really lose it at all. Mm -hmm. 
Like that was the only positive to it. My blood pressure hasn't really come down. Not really. Like maybe 10 points. <laughs> Which is really not a lot for the amount of medication to yeah. bring it down. Um, so when he, he finally listened to me and they tested my testosterone, I was at a 208, which is terrible. What are you supposed to be at? For at the time I was 38 or 37. 37. Yeah, I was almost 38. I should have been like in the 500s as like a minimum. That's pretty low. (laughs) Now, most guys will tell you under 40, you should be eight, 900 all day long. And and I agree with that. Even 500 is way too low. But that's like their medical basis for having testosterone therapy. Okay. So my doctor wanted to do uh, biweekly shots of 200 milligrams of testosterone. And I was doing a bunch of research and stuff. And I'm like, that's going to make me like crash every time because it wasn't staying in your system long enough. Right. Cause you'll get that, that big jump, that spike. Mm-hmm. And then you'll plateau a little. And then it's just going to crash and you're going to feel like shit because everything that I've read, you know, says that you need to do it multiple times a week, smaller doses, multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. So I looked into online clinics and I settled on uh, TRT Nation. This is not a plug. I'm not getting paid by them. Personally, I think they're too expensive. <laughs> but most places are. Um, it was a way for me to do testosterone therapy on my terms. Mm-hmm. So I sent them my lab work. They they gave me the prescription. I had a, a a telephone call with the doctor. He asked me a bunch of questions. He prescribed me 200 milligrams of testosterone a week. So I did. 0.5 milliliters twice a week. Mm-hmm. That gave me my 200. And after like three or four weeks, I did start to feel more energized. Well, yeah, I think that first week is when you leaf blowed the whole freaking property. Yeah. And like, you just kept going. And it was like four hours worth. Yeah. So like it, it definitely helped. But then I, I plateaued. Yeah. And I think it's because I've actually, uh, like my body is so used to, the current level that I'm at, but my free testosterone isn't where it needs to be. Right. So yes, I have good total testosterone, Mm -hmm. but my free is low. So I decided to up it after talking to some people that, you know, are more qualified than I am. And so now I'm upping it to 300 milligrams Mm -hmm. per week. And I also take HCG, which for those of you who don't know, is it human growth hormone? Yes, and it prevents your nuts from shrinking. Yes, because that was something that legit happens. Oh yeah, taking testosterone, your your body once your body gets testosterone in the system that is not made by you, so just a man made version, your body will automatically stop making testosterone, yep. and then you get testicular atrophy. Right, and which your means balls will then shrink. Your balls shrink, and mine shrunk. They were like really bad. They were like grape size. Yeah. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I had nice balls. You did. And I could only fit one ball in my mouth at a time. It got to the point where like, I almost couldn't tell I had balls. Yeah. Like you even, I remember you telling me that you could sit down and you didn't like smush them and you're like, that's a problem. Yeah. I mean, I'm constantly sitting on my balls. Yeah. And as much as it sucks when I wasn't doing that, I missed it. Because I'm like, 
you're like, I can't tell that my balls are there or not. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit, this is this sucks. <laughs> you know, because like I don't have a huge dick. Like I have a nice dick, but mm-hmm. like my balls were kind of like my thing. It was like, like your accessory. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I got nice balls. You did. I ain't, I ain't afraid to let them bitches swing. Um, but then when I didn't have that, I kind of felt like what like worse than you did yeah, before. Like yeah. before you started the testosterone therapy. I felt emasculated. Yeah. And I'm like, this is no, I, I have to do something about this. So I started on the HCG. After a couple of weeks, they started getting bigger again. Mm-hmm. And now I just stay on it because I'm like, I'm not going down that road. And yeah. the other side effect of your balls getting smaller is your semen volume decreases a lot. Decreases a lot. And I come like a porn star. Mm-hmm. But when my balls shrank, it I was, was lucky if it was like. You were lucky like, if it was like a tablespoon worth. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this is terrible. <laughs> You're like, here's another thing that I fucking hate this. Yeah. So I got on the HCG and that helped with that too. Like, I, I, I don't think I'm back to where I was. No, you're, you're definitely not back to where you were, but your ball size is fairly close to where you were prior to being on testosterone. And your load size is, I would say about three quarters of what you used to have. Yeah. So, I mean, like that's acceptable. Right. Like you can't really complain there. You're kind of like, okay, fine. Now yeah, we're, we're back to functioning where I'm okay with where we're at. Yeah. Cause like my three quarters of a load is more than most guys like normal. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Uh, but feeling wise, like o- overall how I feel mm-hmm. once I upped it to 300, like I-, I can definitely feel more of that. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure the guys listening will know what I'm talking about. Like just that, that manly, that charge that you get, you know, okay. like, like you feel good, you know, like you feel strong. You feel like, <clears throat> okay. You're yeah. like a caveman. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm, I'm also experimenting with some other stuff um, that bodybuilders use, but I'm not trying to like get ripped or anything. It's more for the sexual side of things because mm. there's some things that you can take um, to help your libido and uh, to kind of help your sexual health in that area. I mean, that's, that's kind of a serious thing. Um I mean, your libido is very delicate as much as we think that it's always going to be there, that little things can definitely alter it. Yeah. And my whole reason for wanting to be on testosterone is for my sexual health. It had nothing to do really with like, you know, getting in shape and (laughs) like how I looked and all that shit. Because as much as I want to look like Brian, you know, from front porch swingers, you know, and be like a Greek God. I know I don't have the dedication for that. I, I, I just, at this point in my life, I could care less. Yeah. So the other thing that's most important to me is having a good sex life because it is good because it's your, your mental uh, stability kind of relies on it. Yeah. I mean, when, when we have a great sex life, everything else in my life is better. Yeah. But when I'm not able to have that sex life because you know of how I'm feeling or just the shit going on I kind of go into like this downward spiral and it's really hard to dig back out of that mm-hmm. so the testosterone therapy has really helped um some of the supplements and stuff that I'm taking are really helping and the and only I get to poke you <laughs> yeah she gets to poke my ass cheek with my I- injections um but I feel 10 times better 
and I'm liking the direction that I'm going. Uh, it's definitely Im- improved even in the last like two or three weeks since I started upping my dosage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's nice to want to have sex again. Yeah. That's a, that's a plus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and trust me, there's nobody that it, it hurts more than myself to have a beautiful wife who's an amateur porn star and Aww. and I just don't want it like I mean I didn't before but I, I do now but that hurts me as a guy because I've always been super sexual like that's that's a big part of my identity yeah it really has been and to not feel what my brain was thinking was very depressing and of course that doesn't help. <laughs> right. I mean, it was almost like you had like an internal struggle as far as, you know, you were having the thoughts, but they weren't enough to really push things in the right direction. So you have that be fulfilled. So you just kind of like, eh. it, it is like, huh. <laughs> I mean, cause hell like I'd walk in, you know, like I used to come home, you'd be on like a video call mm-hmm. with one of your clients and you're going to town with a dildo, you know, you're squirting all over the place. And I'm just like, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of like being, okay, I'm next. (laughs) Right. Like I, I could care less. Honestly, I was just like, man, I sit in my recliner now. (laughs) Watch some TikTok. (laughs) It's like you had like old man syndrome. (laughs) I did. I, I was a 38 year old, old man and it sucks. Yeah. That's definitely not something you want to to experience when you're not even that age and that time. Yeah. So, but now like I think about the things I normally do and I get that urge. I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) you know, I can't wait to get tink in the bedroom or, you know. All right. So this, this outfit's probably like helping you a little bit. (laughs) It's definitely hot. Is it? (laughs) I mean, not right now. We're doing a a podcast right now. So no, I'm not hard, but, um, I probably change, will be I'll change that later. in the next, you know, <laughs> in the fun segment. So the other things that men can do mm-hmm. aside from testosterone therapy and stuff like that, which I highly recommend get your testosterone tested and don't use your primary care doctor, go to an actual men's health clinic mm-hmm. because you need to see someone who specializes in hormones. Yeah. So you need an endocrine doctor. Yes. Um, the other thing that, you need to do if you're in this lifestyle is if you do have performance issues, get you some pills, man. Like, and don't be ashamed about it. I've said this before. I don't have performance issues and I carry around a fucking drugstore. (laughs) Like I literally have enough. I could probably supply an entire hotel party. Yeah. For like that one, like actually for like both nights, you could probably supply. I mean, I will take one in a play situation just in case like I'm yeah, not, it doesn't hurt. I have no shame because I don't want to be that guy that goes into a playroom mm-hmm. with a, an attractive woman who's into me. And my little dick is just like, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah. You definitely don't want that. So now I feel like an asshole. The chick feels, you know, like she did something like, wrong or she wasn't hot enough. Right. And that is not the case because if a, if a guy says, I'm, I want to play with you, he thinks you're hot enough. Trust me. Mm-hmm. But I know that when 
a man can't get hard, automatically the woman's going to think it's something about me. Yeah. 100% that's how we think. And I don't want to make a woman feel that way. Like, I don't want to make anyone feel that way. So I'm going to take that pill. Mm -hmm. And whether I need it or not, so that way I have a good time. Yeah. She has a good time. And then you have a good time later on. Like, I'm there for the women. Like, it's not for me. Because I don't care if I get off or whatever, like, during AO scene. I mean, I want to. Mm -hmm. But if... If she taps out before I get off, I did my job. <laughs> I did her well. She's done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want her leaving going, I have to find somebody else because that sucked. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So get you some uh, Viagra, Cialis, Trimix, which is the kind that you inject in, in the base of your dick. I know it sounds scary, but I, I really want to try it because they say that shit is like. The instant one. Yeah, that's like. You take the shot, five minutes later, you're hard as a rock until you use the the like reversal one mm-hmm. to make it soft again. Like, I want to try that just because. <laughs> just want to try it one time. Yeah, and like I know the needle part sounds scary, but it's a little tiny insulin needle, and I get poked two, three times a week now for my other shit. Yeah, so, I mean, it would just be a little poke in the dick, so a little teeny, like, holy fuck, ow, and then you would forget about it. Yeah. Um, so I want to try that. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to be my next thing that I that I get now that I'm stocked up on pills. I want to try that. Right. Um, and you can go through uh, Trimix. You can go through Hims mm-hmm. for the name oh. brand Viagra, generic Viagra, and Cialis. Um, you can use Shameless Care which if you listen to Lifestyle Podcasts, they are everywhere. You know, all the the big podcasts are sponsored by them and stuff like that. We are not. We're just here to spread the word that you can go to shamelesscare.com. You can get um, ED medication mm-hmm. with a simple online form, answer some questions, and you can also get the uh, STD testing. the STD testing through them, mm-hmm. which is discreet. You know, they send you the stuff in a discrete package, you send it back and there's no, you know, indicating markings that you're getting your shit checked. Yeah. Um, there's blue chew, which I haven't tried that, but I believe it's basically just a chewable Viagra. Oh, interesting. Um, there's through like TRT nation, like, um, the men's tele, mm-hmm. uh, clinic. That's where I get my medicine or like my Viagra and stuff. It's $2 a pill for the generic. Like, you can't beat that. No, you definitely can't beat that. So, there's plenty of ways to get it without going to your doctor if, you know, you're kind of worried about having that conversation Mm -hmm. with your doctor and all that. So, I highly recommend it. There's nothing to be ashamed of, you know, hence shameless care. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because if you want the women in your life and in your lifestyle that you play with to have a good time, you got to do your part. And sometimes you just need that little extra boost mm-hmm. and that's okay. So the other stuff that you can do as a man is exercise. It doesn't have to be crazy. Like you don't have to go to the gym, you know, three, four times a week. None of that shit. Just 40 minutes is really all you need. Shit. Not even that for a normal guy. Just to stay 
in somewhat decent shape, mm-hmm. do 20 to 30 push-ups a day. I mean, we know your results when you do it. And I freaking hate you for it. <laughs> uh, do some planks. Yeah. Do like five minutes worth of planks a day. Mm-hmm. You can split it up, you know, a do couple minutes in the morning. Then- yep. Do both of those every day. And that will give you the cardiovascular health mm-hmm. because you're going to be winded if you're not used to doing push-ups and stuff. Like, yeah. it, it'll get your heart pumping. And that alone will help with any minor ED. Just that little bit of exercise. Go for a walk. Yep. Go walk for 20, 30 minutes. But you have to be consistent with it. It's not going to be something where you do that, you know, three times a week, but you only do it for two weeks. Right. I mean, like this is something that you have to do on a daily and weekly basis. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do it for a week and then ah, I'm too busy for the next three and a half months. Like, yeah. Like if that's not, like, you're not going to see any improvement that way. Right. And along with the exercise, you need to eat a little better. Yes. And I'm guilty of this because... You got to watch your saturated fats. Those are like the biggest thing for eating. I'm a fucking fat kid. I love food. <laughs> you do? Like... I can't keep freaking Oreos in this house to save my life. I... Okay. Some people love to work out, right? Like people love to go to the gym. That's mm-hmm. how they get their aggression out. They mm-hmm. get their endorphins up. They're like... They come out of that gym and they're like, yes, <laughs> I am a fucking badass. That's me. <laughs> I will kill two sleeves of a double stuffed Oreo pack and be like, yes, I'm the fucking man. <laughs> like we are not the same. No, we are not the same. <laughs> but I know that I can't be doing that shit. If I want to stay in decent shape, like right. I'm not trying to, to be a Brian as much as I would love to. I'm not trying to be, I just want to be a Pedro <laughs> that doesn't have a belly and someone's not like going to and someone's not going to mistake my love handles for a chick <laughs> when I'm bent over at a party somewhere you know what I'm saying because okay. I do have a nice ass I was like, gonna say all right I see where you're going with this like <laughs> I, I get it you do have a really nice butt so yeah they, they potentially but I mean as long as you're not wearing a skirt you're fine <laughs> wrong ho foo <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's what I ain't trying to play that game no. so I want to you know Slim down in the midsection, get rid of, you know, my dick fupa, which if you're a man, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, it's a thing. It is. I know you've showed me. I get it. I want to get my inch and a quarter back. <laughs> I do. Keep planking. I, well, I have to do six inches for that. Six inches is what really helps well, get rid of that. Yeah. Cause it'll work those lower obliques. Yeah. And if you're a man, you know what I'm talking about. You want to get that extra inch or so back. You know, that you had in high school. The inch that fucking hurts us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like I want to break your vagina. God damn it. Like, I'm for it, but I'm not. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing worse than being a dude that when he was younger was very lean. Like, yeah. I was I was super lean. There wasn't an ounce of fat on me. And because of that, I looked like I had a giant cock. <laughs> I really wish I could see those pictures. I mean, you looked great when we first got together, and I still think you look great. But I'd like to see those high school pictures that don't exist. Well, I would love I that. I mean, like, I was super skinny in high school. Yeah. Like, I wasn't built. Like, I didn't look like I do now. I was this tall, but I was skinny. So you had, like, the thin, long muscles. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I was, You're like, almost like a runner. Yes. I, <laughs> I look... Well, I played soccer for 14 years. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's where it comes from. So... 
even though I played football and I was a cheerleader and all that, like I was super strong. Yeah. But I, I had no size. Yeah. I was just lean muscle and, you know, this eight inch dick that just like. It stood out a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, there was nothing for it. To, literally, it was just attached to the your, pubic your bone. pelvis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there was just thin skin, skin <laughs> over my pubic bone. And then it was just dick. There, there's there's a dick of like that that were that, that describes a dick that I know of. Yeah, <coughs> whose dick is that? It was it's in it's in the telegram. Oh, Brian's dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he has no body fat. There is none. No. So now I know exactly what you're talking about. Where it's just it's kind of attached by skin and a and a muscle, basically. Yeah, it's like a tendon. Yeah, it's a tendon. Holds it there and like. I want that eight inch dick back because now that I'm kind of chubby, like, yeah, I only lost like an inch and a quarter. So I'm like six and three quarter, seven on a really good day. If I'm like super excited, uh-huh. but I know looking down that I'm missing some, I want that rest back. And I was with my ex-wife, you know, like I've said on the show who used to make fun of my size saying I wasn't big enough even then. Yeah. So now I lost an inch or so. And I can see that, and I'm like, motherfucker, I have a small-ass motherfucking dick. Okay, you don't have a small-ass motherfucking dick, but I get you looking down and being like, that's not what it used to look like. Yeah, well, e- even in the mirror. You know, like, if I look at a side profile. Your side profile looks amazing. I'm, it's, I'm missing an inch and a quarter. I'm sorry, I've seen the side <laughs> profile, and I've seen it in the mirror, and it looks fucking amazing. I've also seen the front end, and it looks amazing. But, okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, as, as a man... And yeah. other guys know what I'm talking about. If, you know, they used to be really lean mm-hmm. and then they packed on some pounds. It's it's changed it. It does. And it fucks with your head. As much as, you know, some guys would be like, oh, no, I don't fucking care. Every guy cares. I mean, it's kind of an important part of you and what, you know, you like about yourself. I mean, it's, my, it's kind of like a girl who, like, loves her tits versus yeah. one that doesn't. Yeah. Or one that's, like, super proud of how tight her, her pussy is. Yeah. You know, because I've ran into those, like, you know, you you talk to some of these girls and they're like, "Ah, my pussy's so good. Nobody can last longer than two and a half minutes. (laughs) Man, That's that's like the same thing as a guy being like, yeah, you know, I got eight, nine inch dick. It it does a job for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's the same thing, right? It it is. You're right. It is the same thing. And now. It, it's corny when a guy says it like girls can get away with it like they can be proud of their pussy or their tits and nobody says anything but mm-hmm. when a guy's like i got a great dick everyone's like you're cocky shut up you <laughs> fucking asshole you know <laughs> this is true it gets kind of backhanded like that's that doesn't work for everybody yeah so i don't know i just think that men need to take care of themselves physically and mentally mm-hmm. um and if you are having some mental issues you know if you're if you're feeling depressed or anxious or you know you just can't like process your emotions there's tons of online uh, therapy options now oh wow yeah so you don't even have to like go to a therapist you can do like a video call um most of them are pretty affordable these days so there's no excuse not to talk to somebody if you feel like you need to right and there's no shame in that i mean Mental health is super important to us men because we're supposed to be the rock. Right. 
Like we're supposed to hold the family together. We're supposed to hold, you know, our communities together. But if you can't hold yourself together, you can't hold anybody else together. No. Nope. So there's no shame in talking to somebody, you know, especially if you're a veteran, there's tons of organizations out there. Uh, you can reach out. Hell, you can talk to me. I've been there for a lot of people over the years. Um, and at one point you had your own support group. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that is important to me. And I know it's important to a lot of other people in this lifestyle. So don't be afraid to reach out either if it's to talk to us or to get resources, you know, we'll get you the help that you need. So, all right, moving on. Kink and BDSM. Yes. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more in depth as far as female dominance go. Okay. So we've kind of gone over how I've kind of found that I have this femdom of myself and there's different forms of it. It's not just, you know, a female who's being dominant. There's many different titles that they kind of fall under depending on what kind of gets them off as far as being the dominant one in the dynamic. Um, one of them is some of the females are considered mommies and they'll be called mommy by their submissive who usually plays in a more of a child-esque type of behavior mm -hmm. and uh the mommy dominant is going to be you know caring and protective over their submissive and you know kind of guides them in you know in the right direction in, in overall aspects of you know whatever the submissive needs her to so whether it be all in all aspects of the life even outside of the bedroom um or even just strictly in the bedroom if that's how their dynamic is yeah and i mean it's very reminiscent of the daddy dom. Yes. It's just on, the, on the male part. Um, and it can be for all various age groups as far as like age play goes. Yeah. Cause you have your, your littles and then you have your middles mm -hmm. and then you have like your, your, your teenage type right. age. So it can be any one of those or a combination of, mm -hmm. um, and I feel like it's not a super popular, uh, category. Not so much as far as the mommy per se. Definitely the daddy. That's very common. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's a well-known fact that a lot of women have some sort of daddy issues, you know. Hence where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think for men, while men, a lot of men do have mommy issues, mm -hmm. they're not as keen to come out and be like, this is what I need from you as a sexual partner. Yeah. You yeah. know, like. I, I want you to kind of take on that motherly role and, you know, be assertive and mm -hmm. kind of put me in my place. Yeah. And that's okay. But for the ones that do, I mean, they're getting the same benefits as a woman would in a daddy little girl, mm -hmm. you know, a type relationship. So what else? Do you so have? we also have a FinDom, which is the financial domination. And this actually comes into play a lot in like a long distance type of relationship. Um, so basically a FinDom is going to control their submissives money in some shape or form of either allowing an allowance or saying they can only use, you know, X amount this week 
or even they can they have to ask permission to be able to take out a certain amount of money. They're going to have, you know, the bank account information, the credit card info, um, and they are considered, th these submissives are called pay pigs. Mm -hmm. So you'll see that a lot actually on Twitter. Um, there'll be a lot of mainly men um, that are looking for a fin dom and they will be a pay pig. Yes, and you also see a, la a lot of very fake fin doms. Yes, that there are because they, you know, they want money. Yeah, I mean, it's a very easy target, you know, mm -hmm. for these uh, women to prey on these pay pigs because men are kind of dumb. And they will throw your, their money at you. And as long as you can, you know, fake it mm -hmm. enough, they're going to give you money. And unfortunately, a lot of these women, they will go, you know, searching Twitter to find like a legit findom. Yeah. And kind of see how they do things. And they just copy and paste. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're making money off these guys. And they could care less about the actual you know, reason behind them right. wanting to have this financial domination. Right. They're just, give me the money, give me the money. Mm -hmm. And I don't agree with that. Personally, I wish Twitter would block all those FinDom accounts, e even the legit ones, just because it makes it so easy for people to prey on, you know, the, the guys. people who have this kind of a kink that they have a necessity for a FinDom. Right. Um, and unfortunately, social media is a breeding ground for fakes and scammers and mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Um, which kind of brings me to a big topic <laughs> that I want to discuss in this space. Mm -hmm. So we know I'm a dominant slash master. I have been a dominant for 20 years, you know, take away that eight months or so that I trained as a submissive to become a dominant. <clears throat> now, if I wanted to become a professional dom mm -hmm. and get paid for this, it is so fucking hard for a male dominant, unless you look like a Greek God, like you have to be a male model basically to be successful. Interesting. Because one women have a hard time believing that any man is a legit dominant. Like if you just, like they, f they feel like you're playing a fake. Yeah. Because they've run into it a million times. I mean, it's true. You know, it doesn't matter if I told somebody, you know, I've been to countless classes, seminars, uh, workshops. I've read a million different books and articles and, uh, I've trained under, you know, these other dominants. That means nothing to most women, which is crazy because you would feel like this is your credibility right there is all that work that you put into I mean, learning about it. If they're interested in, in me as like a potential play partner or, you know, a scene partner, mm -hmm. that's one thing. Okay. But if it were just, you know, me putting a website up saying I'm a professional dominant, this is all I've done. These are all the classes I've took, blah, 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 blah. I have references. They're still going to be like, eh, he's probably a fake. <laughs> Crazy, now, but I know you, you are onto something there. But now a female dominant or a dominatrix, she could basically just fake it 
and guys are like, oh, pick me, pick me, I'll pay you. <laughs> as long as yeah. she looks the part. Yeah, like basically if she looks the part, she's wearing the the leather outfit, the boots, she's got the flogger, the whip, and she has that like, that sexual uh, power that she's like staring into your soul with. That's where they're like, I'm, I'm melted, I'm done, here's my credit card. Yeah, I mean- I've seen women that have literally no training, like none. They don't even know how to properly hold a flogger and they make money. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong with my life? Oh my God. That's kind of like a kick to the balls. It is. But that's just, that's the way the sex industry works. Mm -hmm. You know, and like being a professional dominant doesn't mean you do anything sexual because you're not allowed. Like if you're doing this as a legit business, you cannot you know, do it's anything with work. genitals. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's basically, you know, it's a service that you're providing, yeah. but not, it's a basically like being service. a masseuse. Yes. Except with implements, you know, yeah. like you're using, you're massaging with implements <laughs> and floggers and crops. And, you know, like you're providing mental domination and, mm-hmm. you know, bondage and stuff like that. Um, but a woman can do it with no training whatsoever. Mm-hmm. A man can have, all the training in the world and the woman's going to make a ton more money. I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of the, the sad truth in it is the, and we, and we've seen it. Yeah. So, I mean, like I've been doing, you know, like some classes and stuff at the hotel takeovers and whatnot. Like I've done some demonstrations mm-hmm. and all that, but nobody really cares because as soon as a woman gets up there, you know, like <laughs> our friend peaches. Yeah. A woman can get up there and be like, okay, you know, who wants whipped? And, and like, it's like, you'll have like all of the people in the front row raising their hands. Yeah. And it's like, oh, me, 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 me. It's like, I just offered the same thing. Yeah. And there was like one person that was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just very frustrating as somebody who would like to get into that professional space. Mm-hmm. I just know it's not worth my time or energy. Unfortunately, no. So... Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I dig a dominant woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think I'd want to be in a relationship with one. <laughs> no, that would definitely end terribly for you. But I definitely am, you know, attracted to them. Mm-hmm. And I love when we do, you know, our switch up. Yeah. So that you can learn how to be the dominant. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoy that with you. But it's not something that I, I'd be like. I want you to do this all the time. Yeah, like. I'm giving up my dom status. Yeah, like. <laughs> you're you're basically like only enjoying it because we are partnered together. We share this lifestyle together and you're able to see me grow from right, where because, I started from the very beginning. Yeah, because I want to see you dom other people like that makes me happy. <laughs> that excites you. <laughs> it does. Like just knowing I taught you that. Yeah. You know, like I molded you mm-hmm. from nothing yeah. And made you a female dominant. Like that that kind of gets me off. So right. yeah. Good talk. <laughs> um I guess we should do the fun segment since we're already past an hour. Yeah, I mean, did you finish the beer yet? <sighs> no, I did. did. Okay. Little cerveza. All right. Putting a condom on. How's it gonna stay on there? You're just gonna have to put it all the way down to the base. I'm going. I'm going. Jesus Lord. It'll fit. I'm going. 
Oh, there we go. There you go. There, now it's going. It was, it was definitely stuck. <laughs> that thing should go all the way down and around. That's where it stopped. I'm not going to make it go any further. Oh. I don't want to break it. What the hell? You know, they make them condoms. and Like, have you ever seen those commercials? <laughs> where it, like, extends really far? Well, they, like, put their leg in it. And they're like, <laughs> what do you mean the condom's too small, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not too small. You didn't bring any lube, though. <laughs> I didn't think that through. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> Hang on. He's, like, poking through the little hole. <laughs> I didn't even notice. This one is hiding, but this one was out, like, the whole... All right, so you got your lube. I do. I'm going to put some of that on there. And you can turn your chair more towards me. Yeah, there you go. There we go. <laughs> She's jerking the neck of the bottle off. For some reason. What? <laughs> Why not? Okay, she's getting ready to insert it. Yeah. Alright, so how's the neck feel? Because like I know like you bitch about super hard dildos and this is a glass bottle. If I clench down, it's a little uncomfortable. A little uncomfortable. Alright. Alright, so it's not gonna go any further. <laughs> <laughs> so it stops where the bottle gets big. But I think that's you because you don't like the stretch. I don't. Like, I instantly clench down, and then it will not go any further. Why do you clench down, though? Like, what if you, like, push out like you're... <laughs> Trying. It could be the chair, too. I mean, it's like, all, it's like right there. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like right at the part where the bottle gets big. I think it's that chair. Like, that chair puts you on, like, a bad angle. Maybe. All right, switch positions here. Stand. Just gonna stand. Yeah, I mean that like. Like it looks like it, but my lips are just going around it. But. I mean, what happens if you like, like kind of like squat down, like you were like riding? Yeah. It's not like it's. It feels like I'm hitting a wall. You're hitting a wall. Yeah. Hmm. So, my lips are going around the the top where it starts to come down from the neck, mm -hmm. but then it stops there. Like, it's not going into me. Okay. What if we try, like, in doggy style? Nope. <laughs> Still won't go in. Uh-uh. so weird because, like, it looks like it's, like, ready to just, like, suck right up in. I'm trying, but, like, it literally does. It feels like it's up against the wall, not moving. <laughs> Is the... Is the top of the bottle, like, hitting your cervix or something? Not yet. Just, like, won't go in? This is only, like, what, three inches? Okay. Why don't you flip over on your back, you know, like, in that position where it, it'll go, like, really deep? Oh. Did it go in? I felt like it might have. I mean, it's, if it didn't, it's, like, real close. I thought it did, but it must have just slipped in really quickly. Is it a lube issue? <laughs> we have some Coronas. There you go. Lots of lube now. Yep. I mean, that's, that's what it takes. So, like, I felt like it went through. Unless it's, I mean, even the bottle inside at the tip is hitting me. So, it, like, kind of like a ribbed feeling. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, it looks like it would fit. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's almost like that mind over matter thing. 
where like you're stopping yourself because you're afraid of the ring of fire. I'm getting the ring of fire right now. Well, I mean. Yeah, that's what that bump is. It was the tap of the bottle hitting uh, my wall. Well, I mean, from from this angle, yeah. it's like right there. I mean. <laughs> it's right there. I mean, if anything, it looks cool on camera. <laughs> I've never actually ever put a beer bottle in me, so. It's like right there. <laughs> it seriously looks like it's just going to like fall in. It's like I, I feel like it could, but it's definitely stretched. Put your legs up. I feel it down towards my butthole. That's what I'm pushing down. Trying to get it like away from like the hilt there. <laughs> it made you really wet. <laughs> like. I mean, how's the neck feel? The neck feels really good. Does it? Some of your toys are like this thick. I don't, unless it's, if they're that thick, it's because the reason they could fit is because they can move. Uh. Or this is solid, you know, like I can't really mold it to my inside where I can with the other ones. That's kind of hurting. That was pretty much in. That was definitely uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be. You're not used to anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to go all the way in. Uh-uh. Definitely not. I mean, you got got close, though. <laughs> I got close. I mean, like you got, like, right, <laughs> it's about there. Like I said, I'm tight. <laughs> I mean... Let's see. Does that hurt now? Just my finger? <laughs> um, it doesn't really hurt, but that's uh I feel like there's a gap. Not really. Really? No. Oh, I definitely feel like it's gapped now. 
No, there's no gape. Gape. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like there is. I mean, I could put it in your butt, then there would be a gape. <laughs> you just want to put it in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I will put it in your butt. No, don't put the bottle in my butt. Look <laughs> <laughs> at my butthole. Ow. Gotta open your butthole. You're being a bitch. <laughs> All right. Let's finish this show up. It sounds good because now my butt hurts. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> Shit I got to put up with. Slide over to your microphone. Sliding over to my microphone. <laughs> okay. So we're going to end this show. Yes. After you. Tell us your experience with a empty beer bottle. So apparently if you have someone else use the beer bottle on you, works a little bit better. Um, the neck was my favorite. The bottle part, not so much. Kind of got a lot of pressure and ring of fire feeling. So I wasn't really loving that. Um, so, I mean, I probably, if I was going to rate it, I'm probably going to give it like a five. It's not ideal, at least not for me. So, e even just the neck, like you wouldn't give that like a higher number? Because, I mean, that seemed to get you off pretty quick. Well, if I went, okay, overall, it's like a five. But if we went just by the neck, I'd say that's probably like, I'd say probably like a seven. Okay, so if you're ever really drunk at a party and, <laughs> you know, yeah. you have to use something beside your fingers. Yeah, you could totally use that. The neck of a beer. Yeah. Just make sure you have a condom on it. Yep. <laughs> or some cellophane or something. <laughs> yeah. Something just so you don't get the any remnants of the beer inside you. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, not bad for a uh, just an everyday beer bottle. I mean, <laughs> no, not bad for an everyday. I mean, it's bottle it, that you had. It, laying it did the a house. better job than uh, all the guys. Before me. <laughs> yeah. So, there you have it. That's a sad comparison, but sorry, fellas. You got out, outdid by a beer bottle. Corona, to be exact. Ain't that some shit. All right. So, to wrap this up, um, next weekend, I'll be up at Pandora's Resort. All weekend long. You will be up there Saturday afternoon yes. and evening. Yes, I will. So if you're going to be there, make sure you come say hello yes. to Tink and I. Um, then the week after that, we have a little break where we're not doing anything. And the week after that, we'll be back at Pandora's. Back at Pandora's with Jeff and Jessica. Yes. So that's going to be awesome. Um, if you would like to check out Pandora's with us, get on Facebook, check out Pandora's Resort. Mm -hmm. You can get all the info that you need there. And if you need any help, you can message us as well. And um, other exciting news, I finally got the website kind of halfway done. Or it looks up good. You did really anyway. well. Um, so you can check that out as well. And that's the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink podcast.com? Nope. It's or just... just 
the kitchen sink enm and kink.com oh that's even more simple <laughs> yeah so just the name of the show leave off podcast.com there we go and it eventually looks pretty good. i like it well i mean it's super basic but yes but it has a embedded player on there so if you're in a pinch and you need to listen to the show you can listen to it online there yep. uh, we'll also be having uh, the events and stuff that we'll be at eventually will be on there, like our calendar. Yeah. And we'll be doing some blog posts and stuff like that when we get around to it. But the main thing is the Fansly accounts. You know, we're going to be doing a lot of that stuff on fansly.com slash KSENM and Kink podcast. And Tink has hers over there at fansley.com slash pixie in dixie 69 yes i do so make sure you check her out she's got some sexy shit up there and you can come to the podcast page and watch all of this nonsense on video <laughs> because only fans doesn't let us put this kind of stuff on their yeah, website no, they frown upon our um toys that aren't toys yeah so <laughs> fuck you only fans and we will see you guys next week Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at KS. E-N-M and Kink podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper. And also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and Kink podcast.